Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey ladies, welcome, welcome. If the voice hasn't already given it away, this is not Tracy, but Ruth, the prayer coordinator for the Freedom Challenge USA, and I will be your host today. This is exciting. Not only is it the first event of the year, but it's the first event run by our new events manager, Daria. Welcome, Daria, and thanks for joining me today. If you're a new listener, and are wondering what we're about here at the Freedom Challenge, I would encourage you to listen to the last podcast that we put out in December with some of my colleagues. It gives great insight to who we are. That's season two, episode 24. You'll hear Daria's voice on that episode too. So again, welcome. Would you tell us a little about yourself, something that we didn't get to hear on the last podcast, maybe? Hey, I'm Daria. Uh, I am the events manager for Freedom Challenge. I came on the Freedom Challenge staff back in October of 2022, uh, but my history with Freedom Challenge goes back to 2016 when I first experienced uh, the FC while helping facilitate in Grand Teton National Park um, through Freedom Challenge's partnership with Solid Rock Outdoor Ministries. Um, I teamed up with Freedom Challenge again in 2018 to help facilitate in Bryce Canyon and Zion National Parks, uh, as well as guided on the major challenge into the Grand Canyon uh, in 2018 as well. So um, some really awesome history in that sense. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I reside in Colorado Springs, Colorado with my husband, Austin, who is a nurse locally, uh, and our golden doodle Brinkley. And, um, it's been a journey to say the least. Uh, God's fingerprints are all over my life's journey, uh, especially up to this point, um, getting to work full time for Freedom Challenge. Um, I am just in awe of the ways he has provided a way when it seemed, um, seemed like there hasn't been a way. And all the more my testimony deepens with gratitude towards Abba who delights in each of us. Um, I'm thrilled and honored to be a part of this team and um, making our challenges possible, but uh, not without the help of my entire Freedom Challenge team and amazing sisters. Um, I'm just continually in awe of the passion and compassion uh, that I get to witness and continue to work to bring women and children to a pathway to freedom. So um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, I can say on behalf of the team that we are really glad you made your way to our team. So it's a pleasure to have you on with me today and a pleasure to have you on the team. As a team, we believe our year's theme is living freedom and our posture is one of looking up or gazing and glancing, as you sometimes hear me say. Um, You can hear more about this theme and this posture from the season three, episode one podcast, can we just take a moment and celebrate that we're on season three of our Freedom Challenge podcast? Um, yep, the crowd goes wild in the background. <laughs> anyway, <Woo. laughs> 
back to our posture in this place of looking up, of fixing our eyes on Jesus, we're first making sure that we're also fixing our thoughts on Jesus and letting our good father clean our lens that has more than likely dirtied a little over time. As we talk about gazing on God and seeing clearly, I'd love to hear from Daria. One of the questions I love to ask people that I meet um, and spend time with is what's your most favourite thing about God? So let's talk about this early on in this new year and brag on our good father. One of my absolute favourite things is his relentless kindness and love that's so personal and yet mighty. And even though it's personal, he always and he always makes it about the one. It's a love that can change and has changed the whole world. So Daria, what about you? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ruth, come on, tough one right out the gate? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Okay. Well, oh, man. Okay. I can't just pick one, so I'll need to settle on at least two. Um, so one of, the, one of the things that I really love about God is his sense of humor, <laughs> um, but also his patience. Uh, I think a few of my favorite things uh, within that are definitely those two categories. So his sense of humor, um, I actually have a story. It'll be quick, but uh, I moved, I had moved to Laramie, Wyoming in 2015 um, to pursue ministry full-time with Solid Solid Rock Outdoor Ministries. Um, I was invited over to a friend's house for dinner uh, shortly after I moved there. And, uh, and I had asked the host, you know, who would be there? And she explained that her friend Holler, quote unquote Holler, would be there. And I thought, what is a holler? Because three years prior, I had been visiting a friend in Sevierville, Tennessee, and she took me on uh, the tour of the town, and I saw a place called the Moonshine Holler, and I asked what a holler was, and she laughed at me, because apparently I'm not from the South. I am from Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, I had never heard that term used before. Um, for those of you who don't know what a holler is, it's a small, sheltered, very, um, like, valley, a hollow, or you know, in the South, people call it a holler. And I thought it was so odd. And I laughed so hard at the weird, like, just how weird it was. Um, anyway, back to 2015, to this dinner. I went to dinner and met this guy. We chatted. I wasn't interested. I left quickly after dinner and avoided the subject of dating anyone. Um, I was in a, a good, excited place to just, like, be single for a while. And the host you know, wasn't even trying to set me up, um, come to find out. But I felt a, a conviction within um, this interaction uh, with how curt I was about meeting him. They actually had asked him, uh, like, what he thought of me after that dinner interaction. And he's like, well, she's cute, but she's not, like, really nice. <laughs> and that's not that's <laughs> not who I am. Um, but, yeah, I felt this this, you know, this curt, uh, this curtness. And, um, if you have ever met me, you know, I'm not a cold person in any way, shape or form, but I was cold to him. Um, I experienced conviction from God in the following weeks about opening up and giving community and building friendships a chance. Um, this guy holler was a part of that uh, that community. Um, I still tried to control the situations by blocking myself off to, um, you know, this guy and, you know, a couple other areas in community. And, um, 
finally decided like, hey, we'll go rock climbing. I'm sure he likes rock climbing, but we'll go with everyone else. And um, and so went climbing with my friend who had hosted the dinner um, a few weeks before. I reluctantly struck up a conversation with this guy. Um, at the climbing crag and it turned out we had a lot in common um holler and i decided to go to a coffee shop after climbing and we ended up talking for like three plus more hours after that interaction um i messaged my friend who lived in tennessee you know the the three years ago introducing me to this terminology and i asked her if she remembered uh when she taught me about a holler and, um, and she's like, yeah, that's so that's so funny that you remember that. I was like, well, funny enough, I think that's going to become my last name. Like I just after that interaction, I just knew that like that was it. Austin Holler and I got married uh, a year later in 2016. And so God is funny. Um, but, you know, within that same perspective, um, he is so patient even when I pushed back, uh, even when I did push back and feared, um, the way I tried to control the situation as well as many other situations in my life, I always envisioned God looking at me with a soft smile, like shaking his head um, ever so slightly, just waiting patiently while he adores me, like he looks over me, kind of like a toddler who wants to do a task themselves without any help. Um that's how I feel. Papa is continually patient with me. Like, like he's like, he's saying, I'll wait. It's okay. I can wait until you're ready for me to show you. Um, and it's just something, um, that really sticks out to me within sense of humor and, and especially patience that I've definitely been learning over this last year, especially. Mm, that makes me smile big. He is such a patient father. I am, and, you know, we believe that testimony means do it again. So anyone who is just feeling the need to learn about that patient father, Darius just opened up an opportunity for you here. So let's pause the podcast and tell God some of the things we love about him and are grateful for. Just take this time. Okay, welcome back. And again, Let's turn back to our posture of fixing our thoughts and our eyes on this God and allowing him to clean our lens and reveal to us what's needing righted. Even in the revealing, even if the revealing is weight or sin that has so easily entangled us, I am starting this 2023 with a repentant attitude. And for me, being able to take on this repentance without guilt or shame because it's been paid for by my Jesus, this is actually a massive breakthrough for me. And so I'm pausing to celebrate it. Um, Daria, do you have a breakthrough moment with God you'd want to share here? Yeah, actually. Uh, So Ruth, you just mentioned a repentant attitude without guilt or shame. Um, I would say my quote unquote moment, or at least cracks in the foundation of some false truths, I have been stumbling into believe. Um, That stumbling area is that I have been seemingly carrying a false legacy, a legacy of shame. Um, I say legacy because I have been discovering through my mom's passing in 2020, this legacy of shame is uh, generational. 
I fall into believing that I am not worthy of his love or not lovable. Uh, This has been a performance flaw for me for a long time as I continue to unpack and share this insight. I find that this thought process is often a theme in other families and communities that I've conversed with and have interacted with. Uh, This year is a new season of life that God is calling me into. I clearly feel and see that um, that God is calling me out of this pit of shame as he speaks truth and identity over me. And I hope I can do the same regarding uh, the challenges we facilitate and the funds we raise uh, will bring others out of these false legacies. Mm. But I just really see it as... Um, Yeah, like as this common theme of believing something that, you know, we shouldn't. And it's definitely something that I've stumbled upon for the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, that's a big one. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I'm excited to see how God uses this, uh, uses you uh, this year and in our challenges. I'm a firm believer that our transparency becomes a catalyst for deep moves of God in hearts, ours included. For me, um, as I began to feel God lead me in this direction and I began kind of wrestling this theme or this posture out with him, I came to see that I thought I had been gazing pretty well. I mean, you always hear me challenge us to gaze um, on God and glance at the rest, but actually I had been gazing through a dirty lens. And one of the main things I realised is that I've taken God's correction over the past year or so as, as harsh Um, or something that I really don't want to face Um, or that you know it being harsh has become something that I don't want to face or if not harsh optional and I realize in some ways it is of course optional it's our choice that's true I mean our verse of the year is it is for freedom that Christ has set us free Galatians 5 1 and the word freedom actually means choice so Jesus died that we could actually choose whether to choose him or not But when I chose not to heed God's guidance, I'm basically telling the one who loves me the most and the one who knows way more than me that I don't trust his leading. So that's required a shift for me. I love, love, love relating to God as Father. But for today, for now, I'm learning to submit to him as Lord and Master because he knows so much better than me. And when I take that God, let's try that later approach, the truth is I... I end up living in consequences. However, God's relentlessly kind. And that means that, yes, he will always let us make our choices, even if his way is better. But it also means that as soon as we turn to him, repent, which basically means turn around, then he will work to make it right and lead us on his beautiful path. So let's pause the podcast and just let God speak to us here. Thank him for his relentless kindness and his father's heart. Thank you, Abba. Okay, so to recap, because we've said a lot in a short space of time here, this is our theme. We've looked back, we've testified, and we're not changing the story. We're more convinced than ever that Freedom Challenge is living freedom. In our posture, we are looking up with heart and with mind. Daria, what's stirring in your heart as we talk about this year's theme, our posture? 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Ruth, have you ever had a conversation with a friend and either of you mention something or give advice regarding a topic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You or your friend may say easier said than done or you're preaching to the choir. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So sometimes I think these phrases discourage us right out the gate. It's like we convince ourselves that we can say these things, but not actually even attempt to act upon them. Mm. Um, The stirring I feel uh, thinking about the theme and posture for 2023 is one of intentionality. Mm. Uh, This stirring perhaps is opportunity to remember that we are free because Jesus did pay it all. We can live free because of him. Um, We don't need to sit in these stuck places, but there is perhaps a sense of security in the bad habits or possibly a false legacy uh, that we feel we need to commit to because the unknown is just that, so unknown. Um, I have an opportunity to step into that freedom, but more importantly, because of what I know and understand, I feel like God is pointing me toward holding this responsibility to pursue helping to bring others towards truth and freedom. Abba's invitation is ready and waiting. And I want everyone to know, um, you know, like I want everyone to be at the party. (laughs) And so, um, you know, like that, I just feel like is, is such an incredible, incredible opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a saying that goes something like, um, we only change when the pain of staying the same is more than the pain or the fear of the unknown. And I know I can for sure relate to this. But Arizona, we've taken a little time, but we haven't forgotten you. You're the reason we're here. Thank you for joining us and for taking on this challenge. You are our first event in 2023. And we've come to you because the Super Bowl is happening in your state. Millions are going to fly into your state to join in the celebration. However... Not all will be celebrating. Human trafficking, unfortunately, it's a year-round worldwide issue. Sadly, however, the game creates an opportunistic environment for the traffickers. But as you often hear me say, we are here trusting a name that is above all names. So human trafficking may be year-long and worldwide, but it's a name. And we know a name that is greater a name that every knee has to bow to. And this name knows every name because this isn't just an issue. We're actually talking about sons and daughters, friends, people made in the image of God. And we are here for the freedom that Christ paid a high price for. This freedom is for all. And the fact that in our world today, this freedom has been taken from more than 40 million people, 12 million minors, is astounding in the worst possible way. So we are here to counteract this through prayer and worship. Whether you're in Arizona hiking or praying, or whether you're somewhere else listening to this prayer podcast, take a stand with us. Share the podcast with your intercessor friends, because when we What we have seen time and time again is that when we worship, God fights. 
So let's together with as many people as possible, see what God can do and cry out as we've entered 2023. Let's cry out against oppression and trafficking and say it is enough. So let's pause the podcast and cry out in our own words. It's enough. This could be a good time to lift your prayer with a song. I'm going to put on Rita Springer, All I Need. You'll find the link in the show notes. I find that worship allows us to come to a very dark situation and see it through the light of God. Darkness will not overwhelm. It will not win. It has to flee. Daria, would you lead us in prayer here? and share any other thoughts you may have or feel led to share. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the greatest gifts, uh, yet burdens, I have received uh, is becoming aware of where trafficking takes place and where it's emphasized amidst other seemingly exciting or otherwise unifying events, such as the Super Bowl, concerts, races, etc. Um, when I talk to people about what I do, and the intensely common occurrence of human trafficking, people are amazed. And then they are made aware and they are enlightened. Um, from there, it, it truly either becomes accepted uh, or people pursue further education, prayer, justice, action in some way. Uh, awareness can be overwhelming, but again, when we pray, God fights. So thank you, Abba, hear our prayers. Um, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just praise you and thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to share um, what is on our hearts. Lord, thank you for Ruth. Thank you for um, Freedom Challenge and the opportunity that we have um, to be your stewards, to move forward into um, this, this incredible fight of um, bringing women, children of all kinds to freedom, um, that you are setting them free, that you are making a way um, for those who do not currently have a voice. And Lord, we, we pray over 2023 as we step into this and most importantly we pray over um your challenge that is arizona super bowl challenge and prayer challenge lord um, would you bring freedom to those uh, that are currently not free would you bring blessing courage and boldness to the women who are setting out to hike and pray with vigor um, about the, these issues. And um, would you provide us with wisdom and encouragement um, as well as opportunity to share? Um, and Lord, would you provide conversation to open those doors for sharing and um, expanding um, your kingdom and and your justice to 
to all those, um, whether that be in the Super Bowl, whether that be golf tournaments um, locally in Arizona and Scottsdale, where we will be, um, but also in the greater Phoenix area, as I mentioned with the Super Bowl, um, as well as as all major cities um, and and just pray for a ripple effect of your intensity and your um, beauty and and light um, to just spread across the across the entire country and and ultimately a tsunami across the entire world Lord um, we just praise you and we thank you for what you are going to do uh, in February for this challenge and uh, for the greater communities um, of your your fight and, and um, your heart and your passion and compassion for, um, for your children, Lord. We just praise you and thank you for that. And, and we fully put it in your hands, Lord. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. And I just want to encourage you wherever you are, if Jesus can change the world with 12 disciples, we really can do a lot more than we think if we are doing it together with him. So your prayers matter here. Your steps matter. So let's fix our thoughts on that. And as we continue to talk about fixing our thoughts, there's a quote by Gandhi that says, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. Our thoughts really matter. The small steps and choices and thoughts matter. And I do believe God's inviting us to understand the truth that if we choose him, we choose wisdom, that we will learn that we are not at the mercy of our thoughts, but our thoughts are at the mercy of our God. Let me break it down slightly. Proverbs 1 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 2 says that we should turn our ear to it, apply our hearts, call out for insight, search for it. It's so active what we're being asked to do. Proverbs 3 tells us to lay down our own understanding and acknowledge the Lord in all our ways. It also tells us that by wisdom the earth was formed, its foundations laid. The Lord is wisdom. Jesus is wisdom. And lastly, Proverbs 4, it's entitled Get Wisdom at All Costs. And verses 20 to 26 say, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. So practically, we're being given ways to move in the direction of wisdom. Pay attention, focus on, turn your ear, listen. Do not let them out of your sight. Look, gaze on, 
keep them within your heart. Ponder, get attached. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Listening to this, to everything I'm saying, can feel a little overwhelming. A little like, how can we actually do all that needs done to live free? And I just want to throw out the Peace Podcast where Philippians 4 actually tells us that God's peace, active, powerful peace that destroys chaos will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I believe that all we are talking about is possible as we take our place in God, in Jesus. It's that simple. We're coming to this God to destroy the chaos of human trafficking and oppression. And we're coming to him with our lives and all that is happening there. He can do whatever is needed. But he is asking us to do our part, which is come and let him clean up our lanes. Run after wisdom. Run after Jesus. Surrender to his kindness and his work in us as we rest in him. You heard me say, if you listen to the season three, episode one podcast, that I believe that in this moment of time for me personally, but dare I even say for the world at large, God is throwing down the gauntlet and asking us to live free in our minds as we look up and allow him to shift both our vision and our thinking because there's a kingdom way of thinking and living that does lead to the abundant life that Jesus came to give and I do believe that we're in this season now and it's been accelerated in an essential provoking and beautiful way and the question truly is how much is this living freedom worth to us because if we don't have it how can we ask for it for others it and it's connected to a rest of soul that allows us to be a people confident in who our Abba God is. To us, for us, through us and in us, we can become a people willing to lay down our own efforts and yet go harder than ever before after this renewed mind and sight. And I know for sure I need a rest of soul. The world is in a place where it needs a rest of soul. So listeners, sisters, let's run after this. Because it's possible. It's just in Christ. So let's pause the podcast and ask God to do this, to clean our lens, to destroy the chaos, including the chaos of human trafficking, which is awful, but all chaos is awful. Let's ask him to give our souls rest. Okay. I'm going to get you to pause the podcast again immediately. I want you to thank God that he wants this journey even more than we do. And he never loses. He is bringing freedom and he will bring freedom. Okay, did you actually hear that? God wants this journey even more than we do. Rest in that. We say together, thank you, God. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for you. You're fighting for us. But more freedom is needed, so we are not stopping. And we are going to keep asking you to move your hand and heart. 
bring that cry, bring this prayer to a personal need in your life, as well as to the greater issue of modern day slavery and human trafficking. Thank you. Dairy, have you got any thoughts you'd like to add here? Yeah. You know, that overwhelming feeling uh, has been a pit that I continually stumble into. I feel like I have a small town or small God mentality sometimes. Um, Like, how? I can't do that. Hmm. And the truth is I can't, but God can. And he will. Uh, What he continues to do blows my mind and humbles me daily. And that brings me to a place of saying, okay, God, I'm overwhelmed, but I know you have a plan and you have a desire. So how can I help? What can I do? Not to be cliche, but Jesus, take the wheel. Read the directions, check the weather, do it all. Uh, This is kind of like me conversing with, you know, with Jesus in the car while he's driving. Like I'll tell everyone, mm-hmm. you know, we come by, you know, what we are doing, where we are headed and how they can help us. I'll be the enthusiastic co-pilot, the cheerleader, the DJ, uh, you know, the defense, put me in coach, like put me in God, like I'll help you, but you lead it. Mm. Yeah. I love that though. I'll tell everyone we come by what we're doing, where we're headed. I've actually seen you do that since you joined our team. It's definitely a gift that you have. Um, what you said also highlights, you know, this teamwork and coming together. I had, I for a while really lived in this stuck place. I can't. Um, and God's response to me is always, it's not separate, you know. You know, because I sometimes say, why does that verse say, um, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle? It doesn't say God will never give you more than God can handle. That that would be easy to believe. But that you'll never have more than you can handle, that doesn't seem true. Like, and then I just felt God whisper, it's not without me. Like, if you try to handle it without me, then mm-hmm. sure, it's more than you can handle. But with me, it's not separate. It's not like just me and you take a back seat. It's me and you together. And there's nothing you can't do because I can do it. So if I can do it, you can do it because I'm yours and you're mine. And it's that tension of the truth that without him, of course we can't, like there's no way. But when we choose him, we're never without him. And, you know, just throwing out there to myself more than anyone, what will it actually take to believe that all that is his is ours? <laughs> so um, last thought that I'm also throwing out there, when our thoughts are fixed on Jesus, they're renewed. Romans 12 says that it will transform us. The Greek word used here actually means to change form or to change after being with. The work that we're being invited into here is to change by being with. Again, it's all done in Christ. I'm going to come, I'm going to come, Abba, and I'm going to be with you. And the freedom that Jesus paid for is that we can do that. We can run into the arms of this powerful, almighty, all-loving God, And call him Father because the sin that was in our way is not there. The shame or guilt's not blocking us because Jesus paid it all. 
and we get to freely come and let him change us and renew us and transform us in the most beautiful and freeing way. And he'll take as long as he needs, which is often really frustrating because he's not going to slap a Band-Aid on it, but he will love us the whole way through. So let's lift our thoughts and our gaze and start believing about ourselves what God believes about us and then go out and fight for this freedom for everyone in your path. This God of wisdom who formed the world can change our hearts, your heart, and can end oppression. Daria, any thoughts you want to leave us with? I am just so excited for 2023 and where Abba will lead us. I'm excited for Arizona and how he is going to show up and blow our minds again and again. And I'm excited to see lives transform both uh, on a challenge like level uh, and especially lives transformed as they are set on a pathway to freedom. Um, Ruth, thank you so much for having me. I just I love listening to you speak and I've just so loved being a part of this experience and opportunity and um yeah I could listen to you talk for hours but I'll leave it at that so I just appreciate you well thank you Daria and thank you listeners for joining with us and for glancing on the darkness but gazing on the one who was and is and always will be the answer to all we ever need. And I'm going to be leaving this podcast to worship because I truly believe when we worship, God fights. So I'm going to worship to Let There Be Light by Hillsong Worship and Grave Clothes by Tribal and Maverick City Music. They'll be in the show notes. So thank you for believing that your steps matter, your prayers carry weight and your God is fighting. And until next time, do good by helping enslaved women and children Do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. And until next time, keep fighting for God's wisdom and God's living freedom for you. Because in this heart posture, we may just see this world change in ways we could never even begin to imagine. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.